right. This episode of the Undisputed Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Football is back, baby. We're back seeing Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all along. With Manscaped's state-of-the-art technology, we'll have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, free shipping with the code UNDISPUTED. All right, time for you to meet the best-valued bundle yet for the Manscaped Pocket Rockets, the Platinum Package. At quarterback, the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. A wily vet who makes sure the unit is running smooth and scoring nonstop. Plus, it's waterproof, so the weather conditions are no issue. And that running back, the Weed Whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, built to bust through all the right holes. Now on the offensive line, we have our unsung heroes, the Crop Preservers, Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to keep your boys fresh and clean through all four quarters. And wide out, the cleanest duo in the league, the ultimate premium body wash and ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. These two leave your skin, scalp, feeling more hydrated. That means more plates in the field and less water breaks. Don't want to take too many water breaks. And that tight end, the product that makes your end look tight, Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs. A dedicated jewel pouch to increase ball handling and a cool, steady vibe, thanks to their moisture-wicking fabric. On the defense, there's only one thing you need. The aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant with redefined cologne, or cologne. Quality fragrance. It keeps sweat in the locker room scents from making any ground. Plus, it dries clear, so the opponent won't even know you hit him. Or what hit him? <laughs> Killing me with this read, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> to top it all off, we're throwing in the best coach in the league, the Shed Travel Bag, as a free bonus built to hold the team together. This travel size bag has a fumble resistant zipper. This has got to be a Super Bowl winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code UNDISPUTED. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code UNDISPUTED. Manscaped, for turning your player into an MVP. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the UNDISPUTED Podcast with Bobby Finley. Oh. Why are you talking like that? My announcer boys. Yeah, that's a little too much, I think. Moving on. Welcome to the Undisputed Podcast. Here we are, boys. Uh, episode uh, 
seven. Six, seven. seven. I, I, I don't count. Six? I can't count. That's a problem, Dennis. <laughs> Thanks, I know. Yeah, you should work on that. I mean, listen, I'm no mathematician, but I think at your age, addition should be in the toolbox. This is the seventh one. I just counted. I, I went to uh, Spotify and counted our episodes that are on there. On your abacus? <laughs> You're yes. not even into two to double digits and you're already losing count dalton you have not been introduced would you please <laughs> don't introduce me if this is how the show is gonna go just leave me in the waiting room <laughs> <laughs> see right. bobby and i graduated from the same high school which is what i yep. blame this on which is why i lose track before we even get to double digits yeah yep okay so uh episode seven which just happens to be my favorite number. So I went out and I got my favorite person. Dalton. Well, yes, my stepdaughter just came into the room and said me. So Dalton, oh. we're going to have to rebook you next week. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I want you to look your stepdaughter in the eyes and she's wrong. Crap. <laughs> what'd you say i said right. no i want you to look her in the eyes okay look her she's number eyes. two. Oh well now i take it back okay, oh. you win. <laughs> hello touche touche say hi to everybody honey lean in hi special hi guest appearance frank <laughs> officially the best podcast we've done because now she's been on it yes Cheer, cheer. Three cheers. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. See, Dennis, I can't count. And I went to Colony High School, too. All right. So here we are. Episode 7. Uh, yes, truly one of my favorite people in the world. Um, Mr. Dalton Castle. You may. Hey, thanks, Bobby. Yeah. I think what you meant to say is you love me and I love you. Or that. So let's just get well, that out of the way. To Ring of Honor fans, they would know that we've kept a secret for all these years. Um, I'm Dalton's father. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm dropped. <laughs> Do you remember the show? The wow. What's that? Do you remember in Minnesota when we did that in the ring and we told the audience you were my dad? I do. <laughs> I do. It was... They all uh, gasped. Yes, they did. <laughs> remember? The boys. We had uh, alternative boys. Not the... Yeah, yeah. house show boys. Yeah. <laughs> the house show. <laughs> and uh, they did. They gasped. Still one of my favorite moments in all of my wrestling career. I'm very proud of what we did that night. It was... Yeah. It was fun. It came off perfect. Yeah. And he wrote it like, I think, like 20 minutes before the show started. But that was the beauty of Ring of Honor, um, I will say, was that we had very long leashes, let's call mm -hmm. it. So there was like direction, a little bit of bullet pointing, but beyond yeah. that, you could really sneak 
not, and not even sneak stuff, but like you just you had creative control of a lot of things. Yeah, or to to just for the listener, I think we should specify there was a a fish tank segment in ring in a Minneapolis or uh, I don't Hopkins. I don't remember what city we we're in, but it's on YouTube. And all they said was, "We need to set up your title match for the TV title." So yeah. Dalton guest on Bobby's fish tank, and that's all it said. Yeah, and for those who are completely in the dark, which is perfectly fine because we want new listeners, uh, the fish tank was Piper's Pit-esque. Uh, that way we, less money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Piper's Pit. Like, you couldn't even they brought it back. Even when they brought it back at WrestleMania, the Piper's Pit were just in the ring on like a rug. Like they, they, they kept it pretty low budget. They at least had a rug. You couldn't even get chairs. We like wrote in a solution for the lack of chairs, which was worked out great. Human chairs. <laughs> we had human on boys and we did. <laughs> we did. Wow. Yeah, this that wasn't that wasn't just some funny stuff. thing we thought of. What's that? <laughs> I said that wasn't just some funny bit we threw in there. That was literally a solution to the issue. Right. Yeah. No right. chairs. No chairs. It's not in the budget. It's not yeah. in the budget. What are you going to do? Sinclair Broadcasting. It wasn't in the budget. I mean, come on. Hey, I have a feeling <laughs> that this podcast is going to go terrible with the, the audio connection here. Uh, on your end or us? As yeah, both? on my end. I'm on a cell phone using hotel Wi-Fi. It ain't going oh, well. But hey, I will, what I'll do is I'll only speak up when I have something great to say. Oh, what, um, where, where are you? Oh, I'm not comfortable revealing that. Oh, come on. Yeah. He's out all in New York City. We'll send you pizza. Yeah, send me a pizza. Pizza. I'll drop you a pin. You'll drop a what? Yeah. When does this come out? Never. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be one of the lost episodes. Of the demi pod, Bobby's gonna send you a pizza, but before you get to it, he's gonna throw it in the parking lot. Yes, that's uh, a new. Um, that's hobby. on YouTube. Yes, a new hobby of mine is uh, throwing pizza in the parking lot. It's fun. That's, it's on YouTube now. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, like Walter White style? You just toss a pizza? Um. Yeah, you know, Dalton. I'm vegan and I'm I'm pretty uh, adamant about saving people from themselves. And uh, those pizza pizzas were covered in dairy. And I'm just not going to live in a world where cows can't frolic freely amongst the leprechauns. I'm just, you know. Okay. There's so much wrong with what you just said. There's I don't even know where to begin. There's nothing wrong with what I just said. <laughs> What's preventing? Why would you want cows going to the store with you? What do you want the cows doing? I want the cows to be free. And I want the cows, I, you know, I'm, I'm very anti-factory um, farming. As well, of a, as well as a lot of other political issues. I'm a very um, distinguished and kept man. Dalton mm. and I'm up on all the issues um, 
Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What people don't know is what we're about to do is it's going to be fish in 24. Yeah. We're I'm using this as a platform. Right. For, pres- for President Fish. Right. I didn't want to. I didn't I, want people. I do live in the state of Florida. So uh, Ron DeSantis is, uh, is well liked. Um, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm bringing it in 20. You're running for president. Is that what? This yes. Is? Yeah. yes. 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 Is this a soft uh, announcement or a hard announcement? Everything uh, you were soft. We, we're all soft here. If we're you were soft. with me, take one look at these shorts and you'd have the answer. <laughs> nice. I got like felt shorts on. Come on, Frank. Get your mind right here. We're on the what, air. What are you drinking there, Cletus? Nothing says presidential like a dick joke. Like, exactly. <laughs> really, truly. I mean, we're full of them here. <laughs> a lot of dicks. That's true. A lot hey, of dicks. Did, yes. Did you change the name of the podcast? What's this called now? Um, but Bongo Fiesta. <laughs> no. Now, what movie are you watching right now, Frank? What's the name <laughs> of the gotta, podcast? It's still the uh, right now. It's still the Undisputed Podcast. Right. Until it's not. Oh, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got a nine-year-old in the room, so let's. Good to know. You could have told us that before we started making dick jokes. That's awesome. <laughs> Little. Oh, she just came back in the room, so she might have missed, but then you just said it, so <laughs> yeah. I do enjoy that you call it the Undisputed Podcast. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you, Dalton. You're the only Dalton. one in it. Well, you're, the, the what? You're, you're the only one from the Undisputed who's <laughs> doing know, the podcast. <laughs> when we were announcing it, how many people were like, so Adam and Kyle are? I was like, nope, nope. What is Frank called the Adam Cole podcast? <laughs> the Hulk Hogan, hey. the Hulk Hogan podcast. Listen, yeah. listen. The think tank that is Frank and Dennis. Uh, <laughs> that this was their idea. I just didn't say no. <laughs> they're That's true story. You didn't say yes. That. You just didn't Did say no or confirm it. But I know the answer. Yes. Enjoy that. I mean, if you're looking for the All title. Right. Good night. Good. <laughs> Good night. We don't want to tie you up too long. You got a lot to do there in the hotel. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. I can see. I'm busy. Busy. I'm like busy. a bee. Okay. This, we got to get it back on some sort of track here we had a good story going back on track yeah right <laughs> ever um so yeah do the horse frank do the frank. horse I'm do the dead. horse do the horse yeah the horse is a i'm not sure if the audio will pick it up and i'm not it's sure your specialty i don't know if you're gonna be able to oh I don't think you're going to be It involves his thigh. He needs two hands and a thigh. So listen, everybody, quiet down. See if you can hear it. This is so exciting. (laughs) You got it? Sounds like a horse, right? No noise. (laughs) It was horse. So... (laughs) 
for the listeners, since this is just an audio podcast and didn't didn't get to see that, Bobby, we couldn't hear any of that, so we just got to watch you uh, slapping your leg. It was it was so much better with no without noise. So much better. It was like a silent film. I mean, we were talking Charlie Chaplin before. We just, you guys took it dark. You took it to a dark place, a place that I don't want to be, frankly. You guys listen to the Charlie Chaplin podcast? It's just 60 minutes of silence every week. It's great. (laughs) Uh, The horse. It doesn't sound better than this one. It's Bobby taking his hands and slapping them in a motion towards the thigh where it sounds like a horse galloping. And it's yeah. brilliant. It is. I don't know where I learned it. Honestly, I can't remember. Did I tell you way back when? And then No, you just, no, you just started doing it. Yeah. You were just on a different we were on a wrestling trip outside Pittsburgh. And you just were, I don't know, you had a couple Monster Energy drinks in you, and you were wired up, and you were doing horse noises for us. All right, so let's go there, and let's do things all out of order, because there's some early that I'd like to ask you a few questions on. But let's start there. So, Frank, I was mentioning to you that uh, Dalton and I used to drive basically 14 hours round trip. Um in the course of a day maybe you know bleeding into the next day a little bit to go to pittsburgh right was that like 17 or like seven hours one way and we would drive i think back. it was a 10 hour trip for us i think okay. taven did 14 because he had to go three more hours past us yeah story's better with the 14 though Probably 20 hours was yeah yeah 20s round all right anyway that was a week and i there's no way we were making more than like 400 right i mean i don't want to <laughs> i don't even think i was making 100 probably right well i mean there might have been 400 dollars in the car maybe because it had to be a couple hundred right and then we would sell some merch and yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you were probably you were definitely making the most money you were a ring of honor star at the time well, I, I hadn't mean, even started yet. Come on. Of course. Let's be reasonable here. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're very wealthy. Everyone knows. Uh, yeah. I'm a very, I'm a very distinguished man. I mean, look how many bracelets you're wearing. I have expensive taste. It's only one. It's a whoop <laughs> band. It's a whoop band. Tracks my sleep. It tracks my heart rate. Tells me. When it's time to go to the bathroom. What? You need a watch to tell you that? Yeah, listen. Have you ever been vegan? It's a I lot did it of for work. a year. Yeah. I well, did it for a year. You watch? You didn't need a watch to tell you to go to the bathroom? No, and never once did I throw somebody's pizza in a parking lot. Man, I must be doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're making a lot of poor choices. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so Frank, I was telling you that story. We would we would meet in the morning, generally at uh, Dalton's apartment, mm-hmm. and um, we would uh, trade on and off, like month to month, who would drive. Um, generally, 
I would do the first leg, right? Like the on our way there, because the way back, there was no way I was going to be up. Yeah, there was, you had a, a habit of like crashing. I remember we were leaving a show once and yeah. we got maybe 15 minutes in and you, and you just went, Whoo! and you started like nodding your head. We had to pull over and switch 15 minutes in. Yeah. So yeah, I, we probably traded off. Maybe we switched in like Buffalo where we met up with RJ. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have narcolepsy. Oh no, it starts before. Matt would meet you and me in Albany, Matt Taven. Uh, yeah. And then the three of us would drive to Buffalo and we meet up with RJ and occasionally some other uh, names would pop up like uh, uh, Ethan Page and yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple other, Ashley Six joined us yeah. once. Yeah. And then we drive so, the rest of the way to Pittsburgh and like, it just, each leg was like six hours. Yeah. Yeah. So the RJ that he's talking about gentlemen is RJ city, uh, currently employed by all elite wrestling. You familiar Frank? Hey Good man. Good hand. Yes. Hey EW. Yes. Yes. That's the name of his show, right? Yep. Yeah. Check it out. Are you, um, do you have to work for AEW to be on the, a guest? Uh, I don't know the rules of that. I don't either. Being there the same time RJ is there, I think would be the first step. And then, then I find out if I have to have a contract to be on the show or not. Okay. Okay. Um, are you at liberty to discuss any of what you, uh, have going on at the moment? with just wrestling in general or is that yeah no i can uh at the moment uh i've been i've been doing some like the last three weeks i've been on with uh aew which was really really cool uh they've brought me in each week i don't know if uh, if i'm coming back because i don't i don't technically work there but i am the ring of honor six-man tag champion uh just me (laughs) I'll tell you, no, the boys and I. Common, like technically, I don't work there either. <laughs> I can't yeah. better you. Technically, Dennis and I, we don't work there either. Get yeah, out of here. That is true. That is I'm true. Wow. 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 But I have been there quite frequently, and uh, it's I'll been fun. It's been nice. Birds of a feather. This podcast. Birds of a feather. We are the same, all of us. Mm-hmm. That one of us is doing better than the other three. Right. And birds of a feather. And our guest this week, the party peacock. Hey, you know what's fun? I I used Today to call first. myself the party peacock. And then I dropped it when I started working for Ring of Honor. And then yep. it just, every time it pops up, I go, why do people call me that? And then I remember, oh, I started that. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Dalton, um, do you want to tell them about, so you come into Ring of Honor, right? And uh, Ring of Honor was, uh, you came in with the idea of the party peacock, um, Dalton Castle, he's this Freddie Mercury meets, um, I don't know, someone else. Uh, Uh, Lady Gaga, David Bowie. Yeah. 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 Justin Hawkins. You come in, um, and you've got um, you've got ballets, 
and these valets, um, you know, uh, beautiful women, large, you know, I'm like, just, just beautiful women. And um, I pulled you aside and, and, and said, you know, Dalton, <laughs> I hope I'm not out of line here. Yeah. Uh, but I think your valets should be male. And, yeah. you know, you... Um, Was I resistant? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of double clutched a bit. And we're like, no, that doesn't... There, there's no point in that. Like, I'm going to step on the uh, woman's back to get mm-hmm. into the ring. And, um, and throw the woman out of the ring at the other guys. Right. Well, yeah. and... I mean, frankly, in 2022, that would really, you know, go over like the proverbial fart in church. So, yeah, you really, probably, you really probably, saved my career. I was going to say, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I saved your you career. You saved my career. I'm the reason you're still able to pull a paycheck. In all sincerity, though, you were one of the most helpful people I've met along the way. In the, in the world of wrestling by becoming your friend uh, early on. Uh, we, like when I moved to Albany, I, I had you as a friend. Uh, we would travel to independent shows. And like there was, there was a benefit of telling promoters that you and I would travel together because they were more likely to, to book us because they were getting two for one in the car. And uh, also like when you started working for Ring of Honor, you were so gracious in letting me tag along every chance that I had so anytime uh like you had a driving distance show you let me tag along and I got to spend a lot of time in the locker room and uh form relationships with people which inevitably led to me getting a chance at Ring of Honor and then getting a job so uh, I'm thankful for that uh and I, I guess from stopping me from doing something um, horrific in my career, like s- stepping on uh, women's backs. Is that what I was doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what you yeah. uh, told me you wanted to do that evening. And I was like, yeah. No, the know. first part's true, though. So thank you for that. I yeah. I owe you a lot. Well, and I don't want to burst anybody's bubble here, you know, especially not my own, because that was a, that was quite the compliment. Um, but, I mean, let's be honest, gas isn't cheap. (laughs) (laughs) I'll Venmo you. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't know that we ever, uh, you know, evened out with that. Squared up? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I thought we did. I'm pretty sure we squared up. I'm pretty sure we still need to, you know, square that up. I I wasn't keeping track, but... uh, it's what like, were those shoulder rubs you made me give you? I thought oh, that was your payment. Hey. Hey-o. Oh, I'd have been asleep for that one. Uh, okay, so then that brings us to... Um, do we want to go all the way back to the beginning here? Because there's definitely some questions there. Or do we want to stay in that Ring of Honor realm right now? And then we'll go back to the beginning after? I don't think it really matters. This podcast sucks. <laughs> true that's true that's true it's it's way out of order all right um so coming into ring of honor can can you talk about about that a little bit and then we'll move we'll move backwards so like when you really started to hit 
um, you made a ton of noise. There was tons of people um, excited about, you know, just this. It was so different. You were you truly are one of one. Um, and people can make the comparisons of, um, you know, the gorgeous George and, and the other um, people who have kind of done gimmicks that are really, really big like that. But yours was done to me in such a unique way um, and an original way that like, I feel like it wasn't, it just wasn't anything that anybody else had done you you created a lane for yourself that didn't exist oh thanks man thank you uh i i wonder if it has the the benefit is that i i wasn't like taking from the wrestling world when i was looking for inspiration i like i wasn't watching those acts that i get compared to i was watching uh like singers and like people like Elton John or Freddie Mercury there's this uh there's a singer called Eric Nally his name is he is the front man for a band called Foxy Shazam and when I was I remember seeing him in concert and he was just like this tiny little skinny little guy and he's he spoke speaks really soft and like really really quiet when he does interviews or anything but the second like the music starts he like it hits like this big like switch where he just turns he does a 180 it's a complete contrast and like he was one of the first real inspirations for me it was like why can't i do that kind of behavior in wrestling and like just taking from him and uh bowie and other and lady gaga of course my god uh i found my own kind of way and and like it, it didn't happen like the first time I did it it wasn't all put together but like I think over the course of a year of like doing the act and the indies I started like figuring it out before I went to Ring of Honor so when like I presented it to ROH like all I did was show them and they're like oh okay yeah mm -hmm. uh, we'll give you a shot I feel like I watched a good amount of that process from the sidelines and and like all joking aside like i, I wasn't instrumental in anything because <laughs> i had no conversations about how to steer this ship because i had never seen anything like it um and you talk about like this guy and and how there was some irony in his presence but then this thing that came out of him and one of the things i find most unique about the party peacock whole thing is the presentation is what it is it's grandiose it's um I, I the most polite way i can put it is it could be confusing to some if you're following my lead um but then I, what's that no I, I was i'm gonna let you talk because it's okay. hard when we both talk oh gotcha um but then the bell rings and it's not like all of that goes away. The, the, the presentation stuff is still there. But when the actual meat and potatoes and the wrestling starts to happen, you, it start, the light bulb goes off and you as a fan start to realize like, oh, my God, that guy can go. Like the guy with the peacock feathers and the, you know, <laughs> young men 
<laughs> helping him disrobe. <laughs> yeah, well, number one, like, he will necessary. he will toss you on your head, <laughs> on your cabeza for our Spanish speaking uh, audience members. <laughs> Yeah, good thing they got that one word in their in their language. All understand. The, we check all the boxes here on the demo. Yeah, I mean that's the contrast I was I was trying to go for, which I mean, like when I talk about Eric Nally, he's tiny and skinny, and you're like, who is this frail guy with freckles and bangs? And then the music starts, and he's 17 feet tall. So like, Ooh. I thought if I come out with uh, like those big glittery showmen, I also. I think I've been struggling to get attention my entire life from the youngest of four. And I come from a large, loud family. So like if I ever wanted to get my voice heard, I had to be as loud as possible at dinner. And youngest I just- Or how many brothers, how many sisters? I got two brothers and a sister. And I then do. we have like a, a bunch of cousins and stuff. And we would always have big family reunions, but they were just loud, loud dinners. Yeah. And yeah, so like I did that with the the outfit, the whole thing of like the costume and the, the glitter. It was to be attention grabbing like a, like a peacock. And mm -hmm. then like you normally see those characters and you're like, well, this is the guy who's going to back down or he's going to he's not going right. to carry through. And but at the heart of it, I'm a really good wrestler. So right. I'm not going to not do that in the ring. And that's the I think the position the, uh, that kind of carries the gimmick. Um, and for me, um, that was always the part that I found the coolest. And obviously, because like I'm into technical and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But yeah, I, that was the coolest part for me, especially when we then worked together and stuff that like you were tossing me on my cabeza. Well, you know? not at first. Do you remember? Yeah, you probably don't remember the very first time we wrestled each other in in Rochester, New York. <laughs> oh, I was. Well, this is a good segue. So indulge. I don't remember. Well, I I I think I was maybe it was my first year in wrestling. Maybe yeah, yeah it was probably my first year in wrestling. You were coming in to do a show, and like we had known each other, uh, or at least I had known you. I don't know if you. Because uh, I had been around it for so many years. Yeah. I, I was friends with a lot of wrestlers. So we had crossed paths in the past. And then uh, when I started wrestling, I got excited because I saw your name next to mine. Oh. And I was nervous. And then you show up uh, literally maybe a match before we're supposed to go out. And you're changing while trying to talk about the match with me in the back. And I'm brand new, very, very nervous. And we go out there and we just, it was such a stinker that you hit me with a move and uh, I, we had more to the match to go. And I just stayed down, I let you pin me. <laughs> it was going so poorly. Oh no, audio cut out. So this is the part in the podcast where Bobby just goes away. Great. <laughs> Uh, sort of clean up a little bit. Bobby was late to the match. Yes, shocker, some, right? Some things don't change. <laughs> He's never been on time. I used to room with him, and we would have like call times or meet times for like rides, 
And I remember I would have all my gear packed. I'd have the bag in my hand and I would just stand by the door as he was still packing his bag. <laughs> and it, we would always be at least 20 minutes late for things. Coming in, come but, there he is. But he would have no haste either. He would just move and his pace. I'm back. Oh, you're back. I was dogging on you for being late to everything. Uh, I'm better at that now. <laughs> now that you're vegan? Oh, there's a flower in your head. Now that I'm vegan, I'm not late anymore. <laughs> Actually, it's more like it's a huge pet peeve of my wife. My wife's. So my wife. My wife. <laughs> so I've had to. Uh, I've had to correct that. Excuse me. I'm not saying it never happens, but it happens way less. Right. Right. Yeah. But now uh, you live in a hotel. So yeah, this is nice. Uh, it's so known. I just yeah. throw my Art. towels on the floor and then someone comes and takes care of it. So what story were we uh were were you on? How you were late to the match. How what? You were late to the match. Was that the independent that we did? Yeah, yeah. It was the very first uh, match we had together. Where, was that a, uh, did that include the banana brigade? No. No. No, huh. no. Yeah. I don't that one I, I have no recollection of. Now you were you were just there to collect a payday and beat some young young whippersnapper real fast. So here's and my I was that whippersnapper. I remember going there, um Brody Lee, uh the Olsons. Mm -hmm. These were there was like a, a whole Rochester independent wrestling scene and Chief cloudy done marcos uh, yeah this was so Chief and cloudy were two guys that kind of came from closer to albany where i lived um oh, and devito trained cheech and myself and helped with cloudy and blah 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 anyway so it's all incestual in some way well we would go out to rochester and i remember you way back in the beginning but you were always their friend and like brody buddy um and a radio dj and so i figured like okay he's got his job in in life like that's what he wants to do i had no idea that you had any interest in pro wrestling like during those early years did you have interest in becoming a pro wrestler or was the radio kind of where you saw your future? No, no, I didn't. I didn't think the, that world was for me. I mean, listen, I loved wrestling. And there's a reason why I was best friends with all those guys was because I loved being around that place. Uh, but I had focused so much of my life on uh, college wrestling and amateur wrestling that it never occurred to me that I would segue and do the professional wrestling. So when I got the job in radio, it was, uh, yeah, I had just graduated from college. So like now I wasn't competing anymore. My life wasn't consumed by, by amateur wrestling every day, but I'm still hanging out in pro wrestling. And I also had a, a degree in theater from college. And uh, one day Colin Delaney and uh, Jimmy Olsen, we were out uh, at like, we were, I believe we were like in a, 
a club in Rochester, a loud music bar. And like, we were sitting in like a corner booth and I was in the middle of them too, as they had, they both had an arm around me and they cornered me and they were just like, you should be doing this. Like you, I know, like, I know we've said it in the past, but I mean it today. Like you would be good at this. I don't know why you're not wrestling. You belong here. And like, just over the course of that evening, they just told me I belong in wrestling and I believed them. Okay. <laughs> they just convinced you. Okay. So where did you go to college? Uh, SUNY Brockport. Okay. It's a state school in New York. Yep. And you wrestled, what was that? Division? Is Division three. Okay. And I did three years there. And then I got kicked off my team after my junior year. And then I finished my senior year at Cortland University and then came back and graduated from Brockport. So what got you kicked off the team? Can I ask, did you step on a woman's back? <laughs> no. In fact, it was the opposite. I refused. And they were like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's what we do here. Yeah. That's we're, what you get. We're golf flights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I had a, the coach was a bit of a tyrant, uh, awful human being. Oh, he had insane rules. And uh, I just was outspoken and funny. I followed all his rules. I, we had a 11 o'clock curfew every night. I was straight edge at the time. I didn't drink or smoke or anything like that. I loved wrestling. My full focus was on it, but I also am charismatic and funny. So my, my junior year, I was captain of the team. Me and my friend Donnie were the captains. And uh, he just, I kept winning. So he stopped talking to me and I, I just kept doing well. And he just, my coach never really communicated with me unless it was like, like instructions about wrestling. And then at the, uh, the Nationals, the NCAA, I lost in the All-American round. And I remember going out in the hall and I was just, I saw my coach and he comes up to me and he goes, you fucked up, pal. <laughs> and then he talked to me for the rest of the trip. Oh my God. Yeah, it was fucking awful. And then uh, we go on spring break and I come back for spring wrestling and the first day of spring wrestling practice, he tells me, uh, you are not going to be on my team next year. Now get the fuck out of my face. Wow. Oh, wait. Yeah. Wow. That's a heel. That hurts. Yeah. He used to call me a clown. He used to make fun, like get mad at me when I made jokes. Uh, he didn't like that. I was in extracurricular activities. Like I was in the student government. Right. Um, but you were... But you were an All-American for his team. No, I didn't. I lost the All-American round. Now, had oh. I made All-American that year, I think things would have been different. Like, had I won well, that match? But even being in the... Okay, so even being in the running, you know, to be in the All-American match, like, that means that you weren't, you know, for lack of a better term, you weren't curtain-jerking. And... <laughs> no, I was, I was nationally ranked the whole season. And then, yeah. Right. And then when I didn't complete the task they were like get get this guy out of here wow wow, wow wait. so were you watching pro wrestling during years or was that kind of not something yes but only because my friends were pro wrestlers like i would go to the shows okay and 
you were familiar with the indies and stuff, but did you watch WWE, WWF at the time? Did you watch any of the, the TV stuff? I think my junior year, we started watching again. My One of my roommates was a big wrestling fan and was real excited that Jericho was coming back. Yeah. And uh, when, like, when that happened, him and I would watch. So, yeah, I, I watched it. Not, like, religiously, but, like, I, I was around my other friends and they loved wrestling so of course i was consuming it right okay so but when you were coming home when you would come home from brockport you would go home to rochester right and so you had like brody and and colin and these were people that like you were going to hang out with regardless and they were into wrestling pro wrestling Mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah did you continue to pursue amateur wrestling beyond like so you didn't come back for your senior year that had to suck well i did i wrestled i missed the first half of my senior year and i transferred to Cortland. so i wrestled the second half of my senior year i did complete my season okay uh, i didn't go to, i didn't go to the ncaa's that year though okay I lost in the uh, I lost in the conference finals to the man who ended up winning the nationals, which was uh, that was tough. <laughs> that was his I name. Can't. I was yep. tough. I'm tough. His name was. I'm tough. Ginsburg. Mm. I think he's a friend of Frank's. Yeah. Friend. Old war buddy. Now yeah. I can't prove this, but. Sure we can. One of my friends was an assistant coach at my old team. We were in the same conference. And mm-hmm. he told me, I don't know if he was just trying to make me feel bad or feel good. I don't know what his goal was. But he said that when they went into the, uh, the there's a wild card meeting after each conference. So, like, number one, if you win the conference, you automatically go to nationals. Uh-huh. But then each conference is awarded a number of wild cards based on their performance the following the, uh, the previous season. So we had quite a few wild card conference, and I took second in my weight class. I had been performing well, so I just assumed. I mean, I'm gonna go. Or obviously, why wouldn't I'm great at this? Uh, but. One of the assistant coaches came out and told me that my coach went in there, or my old coach went in and said, uh, Gil doesn't go to Nationals. I don't know how true that is, but it stuck with me for a, a long time. And I, I, I like to believe that uh, someone was really gunning to keep me out. Week in and week out, you pick the winners. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie.ag has a bunch of options when it comes to betting. You can bet single game spreads, money lines, or you can parlay multiple together to increase your pre- your payouts. MyBookie.ag has low contest entry fees and over half a million to be won. Not to mention, MyBookie makes it so you don't have to be a pro gambler. That's fun. So the question is, why haven't you been betting with MyBookie? Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code UNDISPUTED on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's right, double. That's promo code UNDISPUTED to get your first deposit matched. Dollar for dollar. All the way up to 1000 bucks. MyBookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and more importantly, simple to win. So stop being a fool 
and make this a winning season exclusively at my book. Where did you meet Bobby? There we go. Onlyfarmers.com. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, Rochester. We met in Rochester at an independent show. There's Bobby, you know, there's like video of us, me interviewing you, uh, like backstage from one of those shows. And you're like holding a bowling trophy or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank, you will find this interesting. The trophy he's speaking of is the uh, Charlie Bauer. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. That is for um, the uh, most outstanding football player <laughs> at Colony High School. And it's uh, oh, a real trophy. <laughs> yes, that was the biggest trophy I had. So when I decided I was coming home from, so that I was a man in search of a gimmick. And so I started doing the trophy, and I tied, um, I tied like streamers and stuff onto it, so that it uh, kind of looked like I almost just fell off my chair. Um, so that it kind of looked like those trophies that you would see, like Dynamite Kid hold up for winning the Super J Cup or something, and that was the gimmick. But mine had a football player on it. <laughs> you know, listen, the devil's in the details, <laughs> and that would have been the trophy you're talking about, Dalton. <laughs> I think one of the best things you did was you used to have two guys dress up as ninjas to escort you to the ring. I did. And one of one of the times you had Cloudy dressed as one of the ninjas and Cloudy's like 5'3", very short. And then uh, Brody, who's like 6'6", six, six, <laughs> dresses the other one. So you're this two different sized ninjas uh, yeah. escorting you to the ring. I thought it was very, very <laughs> nice. It was a good visual. <laughs> it was very visually pleasing to see them come in all sizes. <laughs> I had multiple size ninjas. I didn't discriminate, you know. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't matter. They were they were skilled assassins. I mean, that was the common thread. <laughs> and I can't believe you just gave away to everyone that my ninjas were Cloudy and Brody Lee. I feel like people are going to respect you more now that they know that. Okay, so uh, Dalton, what's uh, what's coming down the road for you? Are you still just kind of playing it by ear, piecing it together? I'm gonna, the- yeah, I think I'm gonna go try to find some Indian food tonight. Pretty hungry for that. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm having fun with AEW at the moment. Um, I'm gonna see where this leads. I guess. I've Hopefully. got a bunch of independence coming up. Okay. So you and still got to on Twitch. So life's going well. And, and a what on Twitch? I paint on Twitch. Oh. Like happy yeah. little cookies? Like the guy with the fro? That's right. Exactly like that. <laughs> are, you, are you working on the fro? You got to get that hair teased up. I know. It, it falls flat. Yeah. It's getting long, though. Yeah, you gotta throw that. Yeah, just, I'll put it in a braid like Dr. Quinn. <laughs> Medicine. That's the one, the painting woman. 
Okay. 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 So what's up with you? <laughs> well, this isn't about me. I'm on this every week. Okay. Um, yeah, I got a, an, uh, you know, a pretty busy um, independent schedule and uh, I got nice. a, in a few things. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited just about possibilities. Let's just, you know, let's, so first, uh, let's get some independent promoters to book you and me on the same show together. Yeah, I mean, preferably something that's under uh, a, a 10 hour drive, you know? Yeah, yeah, if somewhere nice by the beach. I think somebody has beach promotions. I mean, I live by the beach, so. Great, we'll just wrestle in your living room. I'm coming yeah. over. <laughs> or we could just go wrestle on the beach. You could win another national championship when you beat me. I'll do the job. I'll do it for everybody. You know, I mean, it seems like it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was young, we would backyard wrestle, not you and I, but me and my friends, but we would, I remember using like couch cushions, like there were steel chairs. Mm-hmm. We did the same. <laughs> favorite thing to do. We well, did. I think I'm going to bring the couch cushion back. I mean, with all As the a... things we know about brain damage. Yeah, and the risk of head injuries. I think it's best if I just start hitting people with pillows. I don't see any problem with it. You know, you catch a pillow just right, it'll make your eyes water. It will. Yeah. Yeah. Is this it? Are we done? I, I we're done. Just out of curiosity, <laughs> Dalton, how regretful are you for coming on the podcast today? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, not not super regretful. I, I feel like. The audio equipment uh, crippled us a little bit. So it, like we were kind of working with a hand. Uh, it was tough. We were working uphill. Mm-hmm. But All right. We, I think there's some saveable stuff in this. Favorite, um, favorite match that you were in um, during your Ring of Honor run? Okay, it might be... The one I had a match with Matt Taven at the Hammerstein Ballroom, uh, uh, maybe a year after I, I lost the world title, and I don't know if it's a particularly great match or not, but to me it meant a lot because it was my first match back with the after my back uh, injury, where I thought I was going at a speed where I was confident in myself again. And it like it was it it was just a big moment for me to to know that I still can wrestle because it was pretty scary uh, with a broken back thinking everything was done and then uh, I thought we pulled the good one out of there so I was, I was proud of that one. Okay, good answer, good answer. The um, the back injury, what um, care to elaborate? Is this a wrestling? incident i believe i broke it training and freestyle because i once i was living in albany i i should uh, our friend joe who runs kirby freestyle wrestling in troy new york if you are if you are a wrestler of the amateur style freestyle greco collegiate kirby freestyle is the greatest place for wrestlers i've ever seen in uh, upstate new york so yeah, we should go there. 
my dog babysit for his nieces. Oh, you did? Oh, your daughter no, does. I, my daughters do. They still babysit for them now to this oh, day. That's All a fun connection. Them. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I was down there training one day with this guy, and uh, we just had a couple hard goes. And, like, one of the last goes, like, we had a stalemate, like, uh, where, like, something popped in my back and his neck cracked. And it was like, just fortunately that he got hurt at the same time where he just goes, I think we should stop. And I was, cause I wasn't, I would never be the one to say, let's stop. And he said, let's stop. And I go, Oh, that's a good idea. And then the, later that night I woke up in the worst pain of my life in my bed and trying to sit up hurt, trying to stand up hurt, trying to sit on uh, and sit up in a, on a seat position. It was, I, it was the worst pain ever. And I remember watching the entire summer Olympics in 2016 uh, lying on my living room floor, just thinking I had a sore muscle. Oh, <laughs> just, like, uh, I'm sure it's just a pulled muscle. Surprise. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well, uh, these days, injury free. Yeah, I mean, we're great. always, we're all, 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 always, you know, working with a little something, but, uh, you know, nothing, nothing major. Yeah, I, I got a limit. I got limitations, but I know what they are, and uh, I am hundred percent than I was three years ago. Like I, I tie my own shoes, and it doesn't hurt. It's great. You're <laughs> a real over. boy. He's a real boy. <laughs> yeah, like Pinocchio. You, should, you guys like should that. see me put on my pants one leg at a time. Doesn't hurt at all. Standing up. Look at that. <sighs> All right. Well, I feel like we got uh, we got to know the party peacock a little bit better here on the uh, what's the name of the show again, Frank? Some would call it the Undisputed Podcast. Others would call it the, the Roderick Strongcast. Ah. All right. Well, where Thanks else are we? Going? Me. Um, what you got? Uh, where where can the people find you on the socials? At the Dalsel and same for Trent. Oh, um, and you can email me at none of your goddamn business. For for what it's for what it's worth, as you were giving your socials or whatever you said, we're not sure. Um, your audio just went completely haywire. So yeah. the only oh, thing the only You're thing we got it. was email me at none of your goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> then leave it, leave it. That's it. That's where they can get me. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for making sure you had a good connection and being probably the worst guest we've had thus far. Um, the only one, aren't I? I mean, probably the last one. <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck with your uh, your little skit here, whatever you know, this is. Too much, too much of a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, bye guys. Thank you. Well, Available tomorrow, the official t-shirt yes. of the Undisputed Podcast. Available at ProWrestlingTees.com. Type in Bobby Fish in the old search engine. And poof, there will be. We have t-shirts coming out? We do. Correct. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell a neighbor. Tell your enemies. Tell enemy. tell, I don't give a shit. Tell everybody you know. Tell your second cousin. Once removed, I don't even know what that means.
once removed. Out. I'm not. I've never been able to figure that out. Tell them. The t-shirts are out tomorrow. Today. Today. That's what I mean. Thank you. <laughs> They're out <laughs> now. Tees.com backslash Bobby Fish is where you can find them. Uh, and they are up today. Please get out there. Get yourself one. Um, now, it's almost, not only that, but this Friday at the Albany Armory, where are you going to be? Uh, I'm going to be at the Albany Armory. Damn Skippy. Home, hometown, uh, hometown, whatever, coming home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be in Albany um, Friday and Saturday working for Impact Wrestling. Uh, you know, trying to scare up a spirited contest there. I am in the uh, pick your... Uh, pick your shot gauntlet, um, which will when I when I win that, that will allow me to to call my shot, which will be um, at a future date. Uh, and I'm I'm calling out uh, Josh Alexander or Eddie Edwards, whoever happens to be the Impact World Champion at that point. So uh, yeah, we will see. It's going to be uh, an exciting weekend. I'm looking forward to it. And at one point this weekend, this Demipod will all be in the same building. Also <laughs> in the building will be the Albany Empire and their World Championship trophy oh. on display for all to see. Who owns that team? Michael Corda, the Jerry Jones of arena football. <laughs> Michael W. Corda. He'll be there in all his splendor and glory. Yes, little known fact, the W stands for Winkler. Michael Winkler Quarta. And I'm going to try to invo- invade whatever kind of media that they're doing because I know one of their media guys. So I'm just going to run over and just take it over. Uh, listen, let's do it. We'll get an army tank. Um, we'll get army helmets. We're in the armory. It makes sense. Like they got to have this stuff, right? I mean, do a DX style invasion. And you know, we should take the trophy. We should take the trophy hostage. And we'll take the name. Um, the invasion will become ours. It'll be part of the history of the demipod. 